Game day is tomorrow. Today is the final show preparing you for the Buckeyes' next game. It is against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. You already know on a Friday show, we got questions going into the big game, Ohio State's next game. Even though they are huge favorites, we can still learn some things, and they can improve in this game as well. You don't want to miss this final episode before Ohio State's next game right here on Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Buckeyes. For the Locked on Podcast Network, I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Friday, September 30th in the year 2022. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I would also like to thank you for making Lots of Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. I don't remember the last time we have had a guest on a Friday show. Um, well, I think last week we had one. I forget things have been really, really busy, really fuzzy lately, but we haven't always just had Jeff. Jeff, we used to have a staple. Jeff come on quite a bit throughout the season. Jeff has not been on enough this year just yet. It's Jeff Hunt from the Off the Ball Network, and uh, we're trying to get him back on consistently as the Buckeyes get more into Big Ten play. Jeff Hunt, my guy, you've been here quite a few times. We're looking to get you back on throughout this season. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much, man. It's always a pleasure to be on, you know, Locked On Buckeyes, Locked On Network. You guys are doing a great job. You know, if I'm not on the show, I'm listening to the show. Um, you know, you're one of the best. And that goes for that goes for all, you know, all the teams, whether it's the Buckeyes or whether it's the Dolphins or, you know, any of the above. So always a pleasure to be on. Always a pleasure to talk Buckeyes. We I said before the show, man, this is a, it's been a fun season. I'm really, really focused on trying to enjoy it and take it in. And um, so far, so good. So far, so good. Four games up, four wins on in the books. The Buckeyes have been impressive. If you would have asked me if I thought the Buckeyes would look as impressive as they did against Wisconsin, I probably would have had a high score. I would have probably thought also Ohio Wisconsin's running game would have given Ohio State fits, which it did not happen. 52-21 game last week was fun to watch. Jeff was there. I was not. Jeff, I know we're looking back a week. What was your experience last week watching that beat down of the Badgers? It was absolutely fantastic, man. Um, you know, again, I apologize to the crowd. I, I'm hard on the you know the Buckeyes crowd over the years. They talk about the home field advantage on all the pregame shows and everything, and I'm like, no, I spend a lot of time there. We have high expectations. Things aren't going great. The, the crowd can be – no, this is the second game and, you know, the big game of the year. The crowd was on fire. They were enjoying the blackout that night. Um they were they were they got loud in the moments they needed to get loud. They they what I said is this this team and and the fans right now are starting to develop this connection of like something special. There's not this last year, like we knew how good the team was, but we were all nervous for whatever reason. Um, you know, we're not just gonna sit here and beat the defense to death last year, like just whatever reason, new quarterback and all that. So there was always this anxiety. Every week was anxiety, like we know we're good, then you kind of stumble through like a game like Nebraska. And this year feels more like the years like 2019, 2006 is one that I remember to where like the fans and the team and the coaches were all on the same page as far as like, we've got something special here. Let's enjoy the ride. Let's let's all get together. But I really feel that it's, it's helping the team. Like 
I, I could feel the connection. It was an absolute blast. And as far as like watching the game, that just let me reassure everybody. But by the time the the you know the the minutes ran out on the second quarter, that game was over. Nothing mattered after that. So I know the second half there were some blemishes or whatever. That that game was it was it was close to to getting to the point to where I felt like the fifty nine nothing game that I watched in Indianapolis, you know, several years ago. That is that was the feeling in the stadium that night. So. Even me, one of the most, uh, you know, I want to say like critical Buckeye fans realize that it got once it got once we got to like 31, I'm like, this game's over. Like whatever happens from now on is a scrimmage. And uh, that's what it was. It was, it was really fun. Big, most packed tailgate I've ever been to. Like it was it was nuts. It was one of the it was probably one of the most packed, fun experiences. The weather was perfect. Just a, just a it was a great night for Buckeye football, plain and simple. You mentioned how this year feels special, and we are only, what, four or five weeks yeah. into the season, so we're not even that far into it. But generally, when things get busy, things ramp up, and something there's a buzz in the air, you can feel it early. Now, you might not want to buy into it too quickly, or you might want to say, hold on, is this real? Or hold on, I was saying this all along. But sometimes people are sitting here like, wait, is this real? And Jeff, I'm going to tell you, it feels like the Buckeyes are trending in that direction for this to be a special season. It's weird to say that it's the first it's October 1st coming up <laughs> and Ohio state under Ryan day. They've had their issues. They've had their own hiccups. They've had their ups. They've had their downs. They have had successes. And so I don't want to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way down the road forecast the future, but it does feel special. And I think that for us saying that it's one thing, but part of me also believes the coaches and the players feel that special buzz as well, which is why I think Ryan Day, the look in his eye and the intensity and his focus seems different this year than it has in previous years. Yeah, you know, and here I attribute it to one thing. We've we've said this, you know, like Jay, not not I'm not sitting here tooting our own horns, but we've had these discussions. What it seems like this year is Ryan Day and, and the and the Buckeyes, you know, the administration went out and hired the right guys and made the decisions they thought they could. You know, bringing in Knowles, I mean, you can't talk about what a bigger Ryan Man. Day looks like a guy that is able to focus on less things this year, and I mean yes. that in a positive way. That he really feels like he can focus on the game, and he doesn't always have to have like he doesn't. He's not either concerned about like I've got a score, you know, the next series or like the pressure to like always put up a touchdown, even though they are. And he doesn't feel like he always has to have one eye on the defense or they're just there's a tension that doesn't seem to be there. That's letting day focus on what he does best, which isn't defense. And it feels like Knowles and his staff, I almost consider them two separate staffs right now. Like it feels like Knowles and his staff have control over the defenders. Um, it, the players, you know, I, when I did, you know, my show this week, I talked about how each individual player looks like they had a great summer. They understand what they're supposed to do. They accepted the coaching. They learned so much. Uh, they're making great decisions on the field. They're understanding their, you know, their mistakes. They're understanding what goes big, you know, uh, just so many things. And it, so it just, it feels like finally, like the coaching staff, like everybody's coaching what they need to coach as opposed to last year. I, I mean, we we can all agree as Buckeye fans that that was not the case. Um, it felt like we had half of a coaching staff last year. I know that sounds harsh, but that's what it felt like. Um, and it just it feels like day has settled into like this is what I'm this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to focus on the X's and O's and the in game management, which I still have some issues with. Too many first quarter timeouts for, for me, but that's mm -hmm. that's nitpicking. But um, yeah, they just they feel way more comfortable. 
and the, the players feel more comfortable. They look like they know where they're supposed to be from play to play. The, the best thing I can say about last week, I looked down there the first, you know, it was early in the game. They line up. I look over at my wife and I'm like, uh, we're about to get an interception. I don't know why Wisconsin's lined up like this. The next throw is Mertz throws the big interception. Basically, that ended the game. And I'm like, I saw it. They saw it. But that was stuff last year that you would scratch your head or pull your hair out and like, oh, how could you miss that? So it's uh, that's the biggest difference. I think Day is doing his job now, um, and which is awesome. I want to tell you about the easiest and most fun way to spice up your season. It's Underdog Fantasy and their pick'em game for college football. Just look for your favorite Buckeyes stats. Pick whether you think they'll end up with higher or lower than that number in this week's game, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players for your pick'em slip, Get all your picks right, and you'll take home some cold, hard cash. It's super simple to get started. Just head to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, sign up with promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are here with Jeff Hunt from the Off the Ball Network. This is Locked On Buckeyes. Jeff, you talk about last week's games, the things you saw in real time. There are times during games I can look at the offense, see how the offense is lined up at Ohio State, and look and see how the defense is lined up. And I'm simply sitting there saying, run right or run yeah. left. I'm not saying ask the ball. I'm simply saying you should run the ball right or you should run the ball left. Earlier this week on Wednesday's show, I made a statement, and it was maybe more bolder than ones that I normally would make. I said Mayan Williams should be the starting running back at Ohio State. I understand how who the more talented guy is, but this offense flows better to me with my eyeballs when he is a guy in the backfield leading the charge. What is your thoughts about that? Before we get to our question portion, do you think Mayan Williams should be the starting running back at Ohio State? This is a tough one, and the only reason I'll say no is I'll push back mm -hmm. on it a little bit is because it, it it appears that him and Henderson are on the same page. Yes. Um, yes. It doesn't look like – it really doesn't look like Mayan is trying to steal his job. It looks like you put me in, I'm going to give you everything I got, I'm going to get you the touchdowns, I'm going to I'm gonna do every all these great things, you know, get the, the, get the tough yards that you see. And Henderson looks like he's – genuinely happy for mine when he gets those touchdowns they could easily put Henderson in on short yardage and get him a touchdown this offense can get me a touchdown if they decided to <laughs> but Henderson it, like looking and and this is where I'm giving credit today to where I think he's like you know let, let's figure out how committed these guys are and, and again you know we talked about it before the show it seems like everybody's on the same page so that's why I say no as far as I almost think I picture it like this is you know Williams sits back there and 
you know, Henderson's out there. We hope he pops one for 60 if he doesn't, you know, because his yards, I mean, Henderson's yards or stats are off the chart. Yeah. I know what we see on the field, but it, it's crazy what he's doing. And I think Williams sits back there and he's like, he's watching, he's watching. He's like, any minute now they're going to put me in and this defense is going to have just tried to tackle Henderson for, you know, you know, whatever, five, 10 minutes. And when they put me in, it's my time. So I really think that this, I think this is the best system for these two running backs, in my opinion. Now, as far as like traditionally, has Mayan outplayed him? I think slightly, but but I also don't. I I, I won't pretend to know what the what the play calling is mm-hmm. when, when each of them are in there, what they're going for. So I won't be so naive as to say that like, you know, it's straight up, you know, the, him against him because as somebody else would say, well, Henderson's getting all these yards. If they put Henderson in on the three yard line, they're going to get him the touchdowns, and it's going to look different. So I honestly think that they've got a really good system going right now. And then of course you bring, you, you bring in the third stringer late and he's, he's, a, he's taking advantage of all that too. So, um, you know, Hayden, so I, I, I'm happy with it. I'm very happy with like the platoon system that they got now. I don't, I don't feel like I'm always begging for Henderson to go out and I don't feel like I'm, I, and I know that's, that's a lot of talk. Believe me, Jay, I have this conversation four times in a day about people that want Williams or, you know, then then me and you on Twitter, you know, talking about is Henderson a first round pick? I think I look at him as like a running game because you know I'm a running by committee guy. I'm yeah, not yeah, a yeah. I'm not a one star running back guy. So as of right now, I'm very satisfied, very happy with uh, what they figured out, and I'm trust I'm trusting Ryan Day with this system. I'll go out on a limb once again. I said it on Twitter. Um, I'll say it again. I have not seen first round running back town out of trade. No, excuse me. I have not seen a first round running back when Henderson's on the field yet at Ohio State. Now, I'm not saying he won't get there. I'm not saying that I don't think he might have the talent to do so. I am saying so far through his first uh, year and a half, not even a year and a half, not even half of the second year yet, I have not seen a running back that if I'm projecting him in the NFL draft in 2024, if he goes out at that year, there'll be a first-round pick. It's really hard to be a first-round draft pick at running back <laughs> right now. In, exactly. It's coming out of college football. And also – if you're a second-round pick, that's not a bad thing. Like, that's not bad at all. But I have not seen that. And I don't know if it's growing pains. Like, I don't know if it's a sophomore slump. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's trying to always hit home runs. I don't know. But you said it well, Jeff. And I like having people on here that disagree with my opinions and thoughts. It makes the show better. But I do agree with something Jeff said. These two guys, they play well together. And I think yeah. it's one thing that you want, that you like. I like it, too, connected to. Lathan Ransom and Josh Proctor. Proctor got benched against Notre Dame. He didn't come out and complain, gripe, nothing. He kept working, kept grinding. And then one one game, Ransom didn't play, and Proctor played, and those guys have no issues with it. And it seems like it's the same way with Henderson and Williams. They're not complaining, as you said. It works. The offense is flowing. The offense is getting better. I mean, you have 258 on the ground last week. Both those guys, Williams and Henderson, have over 100 yards on the ground. You, you can't ask for anything more than that. And so as much as I would say, yes, I think the running starting running back should change, I'm also going to agree with Jeff and say these two guys work really well together. And Rutgers, who has a really, really, really good rush defense, um, is one school that they better be ready because if they're not, 
they might be in for and, a long and game. And I think there's a I, I think there's a future where they're in the same backfield too. And another thing I'll say about Henderson, uh, as far as a positive, before we you know get off of the subject, I agree with everything you said about him. But he could also take that. I remember last year everybody told me about Bijan Robinson and how he's the best running back in the country. And I watched him. And I'm like, he's really good. But like, I I, I kind of said some of the same things. And then this year I'm like, okay, I see it. I have no it. I'd say, you know, 12 months from now, we're like, yeah, Henderson is the best running back in the country. I, I could believe that could happen. He's it's called being young. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we're, we're blessed to have such young, such young, talented players on this team. It's uh, it's really, you know, it's 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 great. Jeff, while we're on the topic, let's go ahead and go to our question portion. Uh, Jeff and I prepared one question for the offense, one question for the defense going into this week's game. And I'm going to pull some stats up. Uh, I'm not going to share them on YouTube. Just going to read them off to you. So uh, be listening. We all know Rutgers. They're not a good football team. They are currently uh, three and one. That may be surprising to you. They've only scored up 114 points in the season. They average 28 and a half points a game. That's 84th in the country. They're only giving up and allowing their opponents to score 17.2 points per game, which is 25th in the country. A big difference there. But the one highlight of this team is their defense is only giving up 56 and a half rushing yards per game, and their opponents are only rushing, uh, having averaging 1.8 yards per carry. That's huge, man. Like, as much as we talk about Rucker being bad and how many quarterbacks they're using due to injury and the issues on offense. Greg Schiano's imprints and fingerprints are all over this defensive front. So my question for the defense is, or excuse me, for the offense, will the offense have 250-plus yards on the ground? And again, that's a big ask. I don't know. It's tough. And as I look at the numbers and I watch the, the Rutgers, you can say, Jay, they aren't playing anybody. It's Greg Schiano. And I trust Greg Schiano as a defensive mind to find a way to slow down for the book rushing attack to not be what it was last week. And even the week when you had down Hayden scoring and TC Coffee, a walk on running back scoring, I trust Greg Schiano. And so this is a big test, man. And I want to see if the Buckeye offense is up for Jeff. What's the question you have for the Buckeye offense going into this game? And also, if you want to piggyback on anything I said, feel free. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. I will say that I do think that the Buckeyes might be under the 250 mark, but also think that they're per rush could still be really good. Like say yes, six yes. or seven. Yes. Um, I think, I don't think there's going to be as many plays in this game as there has been, you know, the first four weeks. And that kind of leads me to my question. And it's a more general question than yours. Mine is, can the Buckeyes offense make this game boring? This is like, we, we wanted to show off last week in the night game. We wanted to, you know, you know, stretch our legs a little bit versus Arkansas state. This is the time with the season ramping up, the big games on the schedule. Buckeyes need to come in and just – I don't care. whatever Whatever's working. If you want to dink and dunk, if you want to run the ball, you know, get your victory out of there. I want I want people to be turning off this game in the second quarter because they're like, this is terrible. The Rutgers has no chance. High State's going to do this. I don't care about the the lack of plays. Almost like a, what Notre – like not, to, not a knock on Notre Dame, but a great example of just like good defense, good running game the last few years of like – you never felt like the other team could win, but it wasn't super exciting, but also not giving up the big place. I just want I just want the offense take what they give you, get your five, six yards of play, move down the field, get your points, get out of there. Um, you know, I don't need any, you know, all that. And then another thing is I do want like I want a little more play action out of the Buckeyes. Can you show me a little more play action? Because it feels like we have either the passing game's great, the running game's great. 
I, I need it more combined now. Like we did a little bit of it last week, but I think that's the future of the, of this offense. We are here with Jeff Hunt. He is the host of the Jeff Lee sports podcast and he does a Buckeye remix as well. This is locked on Buckeyes. Jeff is a busy man and Jeff also understands what the task is. This game's more about Ohio State and what they do than what Rutgers yeah. and what Rutgers does on defense or offense. And I'd really like like your thought there. Um, play action is one thing I love. I, if you think about the NFL, what is one, what is one thing that helps Ryan Tannehill on the field? Play action. What's one thing that my old guy, my old quarterback, Peyton Manning, now I didn't play with them, but you know what I mean, uh, <laughs> as a Colts fan here, um, was when Peyton Manning utilized a play action with Edron James and Joseph Adai. It was only good because of the rushing game. You had to trust both those guys in the in the run game. And if the ball's going their way in a handoff, you have to respect it because those two guys were – I'm not the biggest Joseph Adai fan. He was good at LSU. He was good for the Colts. And you couldn't really ask for a better guy – to come in after a Hall of Famer and Edron James, then Joseph Adai, who was a phenomenal running back. But you got to get you utilize the play action. And I believe elite offenses utilize it very well. Jeff, yeah. when it comes to my question for the defense, this one's really, really nitpicky, but I need to be. I wasn't satisfied or even happy with the 14 points Wisconsin scored in the second half last week. Halftime score 31 7. I, I, even in the first opening minutes of the game, first five minutes of the game, I'm, th- I'm sitting here thinking like Ohio <laughs> State could score sixty or seventy points again. Like it was just that kind of game, and yeah. they should have scored. They should have scored another sixty points, maybe seven if they if they just kept pushing it. Uh, if they kept going for it, but will the defense allow ten plus points in the second half this week? And I say that because one touchdown Wisconsin scored last week was against. The backups, and it was a yep. seventy-five yard, seventy-five yard traditional like highlight run that Braylon Allen always has. He gets to the line of scrimmage, and nobody's there. And so I was asking, I asked my question, nitpicky. Yes, this defense should be good. The backups should be really, really good this week. But will the defense allow ten or more points in the second half? That's to be determined. I don't know. That's me, Jeff. Where are your Where are your thoughts? Uh, we're we're close to being on the same page. Mine is. Can the defense for the entire game have zero, allow zero plays over 20 yards? Because that's the one thing that I keep like, you know, it's like they do this and they do that. They got away with a couple last week in the passing game that McAllister erased. And then, of course, they gave up the big 75 yarder. And I know 20 yard is a low number, but if you want to say 25, I'm fine with that. But it's like, that's the one thing that's still just like keeps jabbing us in the ribs is like, man, everything's going great. It's third and eight. And then the team gets a like a forty-five yard, you know, break coverage break or whatever. Like, if if we can eliminate those, very only the elite teams in the country can beat Ohio State if they can erase the the big play mistakes. Because if you give this team enough plays, they're going to get the sacks, they're going to get the turnovers, they're going to get the punts. And uh, you know, obviously, we're way ahead of last year as far as the big plays that got out of hand. So that's what I want to see. Like this team's this Rutgers offense is not good. But they're going to have to take some shots. They're going to want to. They're going to just like Wisconsin last week. They're going to want to just put some points up. Um, you know, at some point, that's what we're figuring. Who knows? Could be the you know the shock of the year. And uh, but and I and so if I know they're going to do it, Jay, and you know they're going to go for a couple <laughs> shots, the defense needs to know that. And that's like that three or four times a game where Rutgers is like play action. It's always that post over the middle. 
with some receiver we never heard of, but he looks like a basketball player and yeah. comes yeah. down with it. I want zero. I want finally, I just want zero of those plays for one week. I thought we was going to be close last week and kind of broke down for us. No big deal, but I want zero this week. Can they do the best, it? One of the best things I love about Jeff and I is that when we go over these things and we are putting these things together, part of me also believes these are the, these are things that coaches are saying in the locker room as well because we're not trying to say like we're raising the bar of the standard. No, Ryan Day wants – he already said Ohio State should have a top 10 defense this year. These are things you look for. These are things top 10 defenses have and that they produce when they're on the field. And so, Jeff, I know you and I are known for being – really hard on the team and nitpicky. <laughs> um, I also think that the coaches are the same way. So maybe we're more realistic and more like coaches and people might think we are. Well, and to, and to be fair, Jay, we were hard on them last year and what they do, they went and they went and stole the best, what they, what it was the best of, we presume available sort of available defensive coordinator in the country. So I think me and you and day and then, you know, uh, Gene and everybody was on the same page of like, we see what's happening here. We can't let this keep going. And I would say that last week when that, you know, when that, they, they give up that 75 yard run, I don't think the coaches just laughed it off. I would say they right. went over that in the film session because right. the players that were on the field still have to learn from that. Correct. That's how teams get, I guarantee you, Nick Saban is not satisfied with any score with any mistakes you know, any of that. That's, that's how you build the expectations in a program. And yes, it, it is, it does, it does create tension. It does create a, a spoiled attitude, but that's just where we're at as Ohio State football. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to apologize for having one of the best programs in the country for 20, 25 years now, basically a hundred years. But you get what I'm saying, Jeff. It's the time of the day, end of the show, where we go over little score predictions and close things out. Ohio State, as it stands right now, from our friends at, at Bet Online, our good friends over there, Ohio, they have Ohio State as forty point favorites in this <laughs> game. Gosh, now Rutgers has injuries. Rutgers has some things that like on offense that are deficiencies. So I get like, no, forty points is just absurd. It's it's insane. They're also the over under is set at fifty nine. So that's a little more alarming to me than the forty point uh, being forty point favorites. But still, both of those numbers are. Really interesting. I'll let you go first with this one. What's your score prediction for this game? Uh, me and Vegas are kind of on the same page. I went 55-10, and I try to talk myself out of it, but I'm like, you just keep – if this team – this defense plays decent, the team gets, keeps getting the ball, they're, I, they, I think they're going to score. And I know it sounds crazy, but that's only basically seven touchdowns, a couple field goals, maybe, you know, however you want to figure it out. That's not a, a lot for this team. Uh, college football, man, there's so many plays now, and they take so long. The 55 points is kind of normal, so I think 55-10 is in the is in the wheelhouse. So I guess I'm saying the over and the cover. If uh, if you if you're uh, on, uh, you know, if you're into that kind of thing. So I'm not going to say this defense is like Georgia's. I'm not going to say that because no. I think there's still some things to work out with this defense. But one thing that we love about Georgia is that when it comes down to big games and when they make their statements. The other team doesn't score that much. They might score a field goal, might score a touchdown, but they don't score that much at all. And so my initial thought was Rutgers is going to score multiple times. And then looking back at it, I might think like, I think the defense is going to make it like how the offense has, a, has statement games. I think this can be a statement game for Ohio State's defense this week. So you went 55-10. I'm going 66-3. to firmly, I normally am not that big of a guy to say, oh – that crazy, but I firmly think, Jeff, Jim Knowles knows 
if Ohio State wants to shock people, doing it against Wisconsin's one thing. But doing it also against Rutgers at a lesser opponent and then tightening things down to being even better and making it a whole lot harder for Rutgers, you got Michigan State the following week, which is a bad football team. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Michigan State's a bad football team. And then, and then you have a bye week give Iowa. You have to try to do something to scare Penn State even a month before you play them. And this is a week to do so, not only against Wisconsin, but not allowing this to be a letdown game for your defense. 66 to three. Didn't think I would go that crazy, but I don't see the, the Rutgers offense being able to move the ball at all. They might get a field goal in the second half, but that's it. I'm putting the pressure on the defense this week. Show me something like the offense has. I think they can, and I'm going to stick with that one and see how things roll, Jeff. I, I like that. I like. I would be happy. I mean, I'll be 100. If you tell me it's going to be 35 to three, I'd be happy after what we went through the last couple of years. And I know that sounds crazy, but I, I totally agree with you. We're on this again. Our wavelengths are locked in, man. Like <laughs> this is. This is the time for them to be like, let's take advantage of this day. Let's get some real work in. Let's go crazy. Let's get let's get our sack numbers. Let's get our, you know, let's let's really go for it. You know, for a game uh, to get warmed up because the season's coming. Like you can't play half of half of football anymore because you you're going to Happy Valley and you will get smacked oh, if you're man. not if you're not ready to play a full game of football and and ready to uh, to dig in. So I like it. One real quick question before you get yeah. out of here: yeah. Do you think they're scoring sixty six points? Who's the who's the player of the game for the Buckeyes Saturday? That's tough. Um, that's really tough. My gut said Cade, but I don't think this is kind of – and I want to say Cade because of the run blocking, which is not going to be I guess, a, 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 no, that's a fair. stat that's a, thing. That's a fair answer. Um, I want to say Cade because Cade to me is a guy, and I was I thinking this going into the season, he might be playing his way into being a day two NFL draft pick, round two or round three. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that right now. He has to show me a whole lot more and be consistent. But if he keeps this up, he can yeah. already block at an elite level as a tight end. If he can become a pass-catching threat, and he is someone who said his favorite tight end is Jeremy Shockey, which, go back to my days as a kid, I <laughs> love Jeremy Shockey playing tight end at Miami. If he's playing like that and he can catch the ball, I, when I say day two tight end, round two or round three in the NFL draft, I firmly think that now. I'm not, I can't say it now. He's playing his way to be, possibly being that. Uh, and being possibly one of my favorite tight ends at Ohio State, which I thought was going to be Jeremy Ruckert. But I, I think what we've seen lately, the coaches are kind of saying, we don't think Ruckert could have done these things that Stover is doing in a passing game. And so there. So my, my gut says uh, – my gut literally says Kate Stover. But even if I go on the defensive side, um, Ronnie Hickman, this might be a game for him to just shine, man. Hick, Hickman, Hickman or – Eichenberg, and I, I know Eichenberg's kind of like a fan favorite, yeah. but it, it's probably my, Hickman and Stover. Now, the passing game, Marvin Harrison Jr., like, hello, he can do it. Yeah. I don't know why I'm going K-Stover, man, because I don't think a tight end is going to be that guy. But, you know, you and I look at football maybe a, a tad different. I think his contributions in the run blocking this huge. week, they're going to be huge. Because, you're like I said, Rutgers has only given up 56 and a half rushing yards per game. Per game! Yeah. You're going to need a tight end to block well to overcome their defensive front. So, um, Kate Stover, Mind Williams on offense will be a couple guys. If you want to go with a skilled guy, Mind Williams for defense, I think Ronnie Hickman, um, this could be his, his game to shine. What about you, sir? 
I like it. I'm. Th- I, I think this is the Henderson game. I think okay. they. Lo- I think it's one of these. They load up the box. They try to stop him. He cracks through, and I don't think they can catch him on the back end. I wouldn't be surprised. My guess is a couple touchdowns for a you know 45, 50 yards a piece or whatever. I think it's going to be big plays by Henderson in this game. I think this is a great time. He slices through there. He's gone, and I, that's yeah. I just can I just project it in my mind. Defensive side. I'm. I'm thinking it's probably going to be somebody on the line. It's tough. I'll go with. I'll go with Sawyer. I think this okay. is a Jack Sawyer game. Just just to throw somebody out there. They're they're all good. And again, I don't who knows what the scheme is. You know, Knowles may decide who's going to have the game. I gotta I gotta pick somebody. I'll, I'll go with Sawyer and Henderson. Jeff, it's fun to have you on the show. Always. Uh, I, I we'll we'll discuss having you on again down the road. Um, these Thursday shows might be a staple for us right here because this is fun just keep picking each other's brains and figuring out what each other's thinking about the upcoming game. Jeff, if you could let everyone know who is not watching on the YouTube, please subscribe on the YouTube page for Locked on Buckeyes. I really appreciate it. But let everyone know that's listening where they can follow you on Twitter and then where they can catch your show and all the other shows you're a part of as well. Yeah, on Twitter, you can find me at jhunt006. I'm always there. I'm always interactive. I'm always positive. So you don't have to worry about, you know, it's this isn't, it's, I'm not a, I'm not a, um, you know, I'm not trying to bait anybody in anything. I like to have a good time and have real football discussions. And you can find my podcast at Jeff Need Sports anywhere you get podcasts. I've been around for four or five years now, so it's everywhere. And I do a Buckeye remix every week after the game. I give you kind of my emotional half analyst, you know, take on it because I'm such a big Buckeye fan. It's a lot of fun. It's only a couple, it's only about 20 minutes. You know what I mean? You can you can do it while you're taking a jog in the morning or taking a shower. So uh, go check out Jeff Need Sports uh, for all that. And again, thanks for Jay and the Lock On Buckeyes Network for having me on. And, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at jsteven07. This is the final show of the week. I did discuss yesterday briefly. If you guys would like a postcast to me 10, 15 minutes at the conclusion of every game, just me sharing my thoughts about what we witnessed at the most recent Ohio State football game, let me know in the comments section. That might be something we'll, we'll do consistently. Just kind of waiting to see what the feedback is for that. But postcast, nothing long. It'll be live exclusively on the YouTube which is another reason why you should subscribe to the YouTube page. We're out of here for the day. Jeff, score prediction, 55-10. Mine, 66-3. We'll see what happens. We'll see who's closest to being right tomorrow as the Buckeyes face the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Oh, wait, Jeff? I owe, baby.